How are you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're setting up Pebe, Staff 82 of Mesech Tuxubis, friends. Um, who, could, <laughs> who could tell me what Daf Pebe talks about? Well, I don't know, what is he talking about? Let's see. What was it about Ahab ah, and Ksube? Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Ksube. Ah, Yavama. Oh, yeah. Dude, what the heck is Yavamas doing over here? I thought we were done with Yavamas. Apparently not. Yavamas. Well, if we've done it once before, we could do it a second time. Let's go weiter. Um, it says the Gemara about seven, eight lines into the page and that pay base. Oh, by the way, we finished the eighth parak today. Exciting stuff. Start the ninth parak. Why is somebody honking? Don't they know I'm recording Babylon Talmud? <laughs> okay, says the Gemara, uh, seven, eight. But seriously, why are they honking? That's an interesting de- design challenge. How might we make a car horn that doesn't honk? <laughs> now that is a good idea. Now that is a good idea. A car horn that doesn't honk. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. Now that is an interesting design challenge. Redesign the car horn. When's the last time the car horn was redesigned? It's just always been the same thing. You press this thing and this annoying sound comes out. There's definitely an opportunity there to disrupt the car horn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go fighter. Alright, so it says the Gemara. Oh man, that's a good idea. Alright, uh, there was a certain fellow. Okay, so, alright. Oh gosh. Ruben, Shimon, Levi, Sarah, Hello, Lester. <laughs> Let's go fighter. Alright, we gotta get serious now. Um, so, Ruben was married to Sarah. Ruben dies. Shimon wants to do Yibum with Sarah. Levi doesn't want Shimon to do Yibum with Sarah, so he's going to throw a get to Sarah to, so that, you know, Levi says, well, if I can't do Yibum with her, nobody's going to do Yibum with her. So he throws a get over there, and then, you know, if she, I guess if she has the get, so then she receives a get that nobody can do Yibum. So it was Matamachasya. Matamachasya is where Ashi was. Now, um, Ruvain died. Shimon's going to do Yibum with Sare. Now, uh, Levi thought he's just going to chuck a get, I guess, towards Sare. And I guess if she, what does it mean? If it's like closer to her, maybe? I don't know. Whatever it is, if she ends up receiving that get, so then so then neither Shimon nor Levi will be able to do Yibum. So Shimon says to Levi, Why, what, what are you getting all worked up about? If it's because of... Um, you know, because I'm going to be inheriting Ruven and you want to chaper anoichit. So then, so then, anu benichse pligonalach. I'll just split it with you. Omerle. So Levi says, Mistafino davadet li kedavid pumpedi soya ramoya. So, so Levi says, Yeah, but I'm nervous. I don't trust you, basically. I'm nervous that you're going to do what the sneaky, sneaky pumpedayan did. That apparently pumpedayans were very, very sneaky. Interesting. I mean, who, friends, who is from Pumpadisa? Rabba, Rav Yosef, Abaye, Rave, Rav Yehuda. 
Apparently, Pumpadis Saiyans were very sneaky, sneaky people. Pumpadis is Fallujah. You know what Fallujah is? Go on YouTube. Omelet, right? So, so therefore, so, so Levi says, I'm nervous you're going to be sneaky, sneaky, and you're not going to give me the half of the property that, of, of Reuben's estate that you're promising. Omelet. So Shimon says, is Well, if you want, I'll give you half of it right now. Even though he hasn't now, the thing is he hasn't yet done Yibum yet, so he doesn't, he, he hasn't yet inherited Reuben, but I don't know, somebody promises him stuff from now. Even though when Ravdimi came from Eretz he said, that if, Ruben, that if somebody says to his friend, uh, right, so he says to, right, let's use Ruven and Shimon. Obviously, we're talking about a different Ruven and Shimon. Ruven and Shimon in this uh, case of a cow. So Ruven says to Shimon, um, Go in and 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 pull this cow and make a kinyan on it. But it will only actually belong to you in thirty days from now. So after thirty days, it belongs to Shimon. Even if at the time it's not in Shimon's uh, uh, like domain, it's just grazing by a swamp. Doesn't matter. If 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 he pulled that cow and made a kinyan on it. It can kick in at a later point. So even though that that works by the cow, it will not work here when Shimon says to Levi regarding the Yavama that, you know, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you, um, part of, I'll, I'll split. I'm sorry. Over here where Shimon says to Levi that he's going to split Ruvain's uh, estate with him. It does not work because Hasan Biyado, Achalab Biyado, because when it comes to the cow, uh, Shimon was already able to pull the cow and make the Kenyan now. And right, so so that was able to happen. Um, but over here, Shimon, so we're using all the same names, I'm sorry, but over here, like the brothers, right, Shimon the brother didn't yet do Yibum yet, so like he didn't actually have the property to be able to promise to Levi. But one second, when Ravin came, he said the name Lokani, that with regard to the cow, when he pulls it now, he's not Kona in 30 days from now. Lokasha, it's no, it's no question. Well, it depends what, uh, what the, what sort of what the, what the condition was, what the deal was. If in the case of the cow, Reuben is saying to Shimon, um, pull it, and by doing so, you will own it immediately. I Meaning, you, in 30 days from now, you will own it from right now. So, if you say that, that's okay. But if he says that in 30 days from now is when you're going to own it, and you don't own it, you will never have owned it from now. So then, then it will not work. So now what if Shimon, now back to the case of Yuvamis, sorry I'm making everything confusing by using all the same names, but let me tell you, these are the names we got. So in the case of Yuvamis, when Reuven dies, now you have Shimon and Levi who are fighting over Sar. Sar must feel really good. So what if Shimon does Yibam. So now, by doing Yibam, he inherited Reuven's property. Can he now give half of it to Levi? Loss of Loklum. The answer is um, that um, that it that right that it doesn't work. Chilek, excuse me, one second. Chilek ve'acharkach Yibam. 
Mao, what if he first divided it up before doing Yibum and then he does Yibum? Will that can you know does Shimon will Levi own half of it? Loss of Loklum? The answer is no. If we said in the first part, we said in the Reisha that if he um, first does Yibum and they're actually married and then he gives half of the of Reuven's property to Levi, it, it doesn't work. What, obviously, if he first divided up before he had even did, done Yibum with Sarah, he wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't work. He wouldn't be able to divide it up at that point when they haven't even done Yibum yet. So, the Gemara says, yeah, there were two separate incidents. It's two separate incidents that, right, that, that, that they were responding to. Meaning, we're not saying two separate Allahos, cause yeah, if it was, if we're just saying the Allah, then yeah, obviously, if he first did Yibum and then divided it up, it didn't work. So certainly, if he divided it up before having done Yibum, it would not work, you know, that's obvious. But no, there were just two incidents that happened. In one incident, um, he had first done Yibum and then divided it up. In the other incident, we were talking about where he had first divided it up and then done Yibum. But, um, 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 yeah, and, and the halach in both cases was that it doesn't work, but Likilu, yeah, if we were just stating halachis, so we wouldn't have to state both, but they were just, we're, we're referring to two story, two real life stories that happened, and these were the stories that happened. Kiyosu Ravan, when Ravan came, Amr Ishlakish, he says in the name of Ishlakish, whether he first did Yibum and then divided up the estate, whether he first divided up the estate and then did Yibum, loss of Loklum, he did garnished nothing. And the halacha is, you didn't do anything. Alright. That's good. Right. So we said in the Mishnah that the, um, um, that the, that, you know, when Reuven dies and Shimon now is gonna, uh, does Yibum, so the, the fruits that were connected to the ground belongs to Shimon. Am I? Why does it belong to Shimon? All of Ruven's property is Meshubah to Sarah's Ksubi. On Mishlakish Tanishalah. Mishlakish says no. So say not that it belongs to him, but it belongs to her. Okay? Kansa Areu Ki Ishto. Areu Ki Ishto. If um, he marries her, so then she's considered his wife, right? So Shimon does Yibam with Sarah. They're now uh, um, husband and wife. Lamayochasa. What? Uh, okay, what do you mean? Um, obviously, they're married. Amr Yosi Babchanin Olam Shemagash Beget Machzira. It means that, well, now that they're married, right? So Reuven died, Shimon does even with Sarah. Now that they're married, he can divorce her and remarry her. Megayasha Beget Pshita. Obviously, if they get, you know, obviously, if they get separated, they're going to need a get. They're married now. Ma'od the Tema. Yabba Mev taught to say, Vayibma Amr Achmona Vadain Yibumin Arishonim Oleah. I might think, that even after they do yibum, still, right? Uh, the the you know yibum is still relevant to the extent lotiske lo beget el bachlitza that he would have to do chalitza. Kamash and then no. Once they do yibum, they break it up with a get machzira, and then he would be able to get remarried. Pshita, obviously, if they get divorced, they can get remarried. Umadutema may have thought the same mitzvah the ramachmana ole avda. I may have thought look. Shimon is marrying his brother's wife, which he's not allowed to do, right? That, right? That's classic Yivamis right there, right? The whole Chiddush of Yivamis is that you're not allowed to marry your brother's wife. But in the context of Yivamis, you are. But I might think that if he did Yibum and then he got divorced, so the mitzvah of Yibum is done. It's over. So now she should be also to him because she was married to his brother. They already did Yibum. That's already been done. They got divorced. So you should have to do 
maybe um, Shimon should not be able to be re- to remarry Sarah. Malon, that um, they can get remarried. Maybe I'll say no, maybe they cannot get married for that exact reason, because it's his brother's wife. Amakra, the puzzle says, that, um, no, that they do Yibam, and then she is his wife, once they get married, once they do Yibam, they're married, it's his wife, if they get divorced, they can get remarried, obviously assuming that he's not a coin. Now, her Ksube of Sarah is going to be the Ksube from Reuven, there's no new Ksube for Shimon. My time, how come? Well, because Shimon wasn't planning on marrying Sarah, Crazy story happened. Ruvain died. All of a sudden, now he's got another wife. You know, they're not going to make him be Meshaibid, you know, to do a whole new ksuba. Just, you know, use the ksuba that uh, Ruvain had written for Sarah and his property and all that kind of stuff. Now, if he doesn't have, I assume it means that if he doesn't have any property, if Ruvain doesn't have anything in his estate, so Isla Misheni, so then Shimon needs to um, guarantee a ksuba. Because the whole point of the ksuba is so that He'll think twice before getting divorced since there's going to be, you know, he's going to be, there's going to be a financial uh, liability. And therefore, he's not just going to divorce his wife at a whim. So, so, but if Reuven has no estate or whatever, and, and, and Shimon doesn't, is not on the, on the line for anything. So then it might, you know, he might just not think twice about divorcing her. So therefore, we say that, um, what do we say? So therefore, if Shimon doesn't have, Reuben doesn't have a state, so then Shimon, um, needs to write her Eksuba. He should not say to her that here is your, like, you know, here is, I'm setting this aside as your Eksuba, now I'm gonna go sell the rest of Reuben's property. My Vichain, and then we say, and similarly, don't do this for a husband, you know, a husband and wife, a non-Yibum husband and wife should not do this either. So why, why do I need to say that? Obviously, he shouldn't do that. So Well, because when it comes to Yibum, Shimon didn't write her aksuba, right? He's, he's relying upon Ruben's aksuba. And therefore, since Shimon didn't write her aksuba, if he's just setting aside, you know, uh, uh, you know, saying like, look, this is going to be your aksuba, so then she might be nervous. What, what happens if something happens to this money? And he never, right, says, he never committed to Dikanoi Vidikanino, right? In the Ksuba, it says that which any property that I have bought and any property that I will buy, um, is Meshuba to this Ksuba. But since he's not writing her a Ksuba by, by, by Yibum, so there isn't such security. And therefore, if he's setting aside money for Ksuba, she's worried about, yeah, but like, what if something happens to that money? There's no guarantee that there's going to be land to back it up, to guarantee it. So therefore, I might think that Dafka by Yibum, he shouldn't be you know, setting aside money for her ksuba, but by marriage, but by marriage where there was a ksuba and he did write that anything that I have bought or that I will buy will be meshubad. So maybe Ema Samcha Daito. So I might think that she feels okay. She feels secure. She feels that, um, you know, okay. So even if something happens to the money, then there's still, you know, land to guarantee it. No, even so, he still shouldn't, uh, even so, he still shouldn't uh, do that. Now, if they get divorced, so then there is the ksuba from Ruven. Gersha in, right, meaning if they get divorced, so then she gets her ksuba, and then he could sell the property of 
Reuven, right? So, meaning if she, so Shimon does even with Sarah. So if they get divorced, so then she receives the Ksube from Reuven's estate, and then Shimon can do whatever he wants with the rest of it. Gersha in lo Gersha lo. So, Kamash Malon, Kidirib Abba, right? They're saying that Dafka, if they get divorced, then Dafka, if they get divorced, so then he could sell Reuben's property. But if they don't get divorced, then he cannot sell Reuben's property. And it's teaching us like Rib Abba, who said, that's exactly what he had said, I believe, I don't know, recently. Uh, what did you say? Yesterday, whatever? That they like get divorced. And then, I don't even know where I am anymore. Uh, yeah, there it is. Pay out yesterday's stuff. Right? It says that, um, right, that if he wants to, if he's a Yisrael and he wants to sell Reuben's property, that, that, that then he gets divorced and sells the property. Um, and then remarries her. Okay, fine. Now, once they get remarried, so then, so then, um, so then, so then there is the ksube of, um, from, right, there's a ksube from Ruven. So says the Gemara, what's it, what's it teaching us? Tanina, we already learned in the Mishnah, that if somebody gets divorced, Machzira, and then he gets remarried. I'm gonna ask Suba Rishona Machzira. He remarries her based on the initial Ksuba, right? So if you have a guy who's married, gets divorced, gets remarried, so they rely upon the initial Ksuba. So here also, right, if Shimon does Yibum with Sar, then they get divorced, then they get remarried, so they're still gonna rely upon Ruvain's Ksuba. So Madatema may have thought to say, Ishto hu de'ihu kosavla Ksuba mine. Well, I might think that, well, uh, you know, a non-Yibum marriage that you know, the husband is writing the ksuba and then they get divorced and they get remarried. So they're still going to re- rely upon the same ksuba. But when it comes to yibum, he didn't write the ksuba, right? Shimon didn't write, sorry, the ksuba. They're relying upon Ruben's ksuba. So if they get divorced and they get remarried, I may have thought to say that if they get remarried, so then Shimon should write a new ksuba. That he doesn't. I'm reviewed us as a reader by Rishona initially. So initially, there, right, uh, uh, once upon a time, there would be a, uh, uh, there, for, for a Basula, of course, it would be Mana. For an Amana, it would be Masayim. The opposite. For a Basula, it would be Masayim. An Amana, it would be Mana. But then it says, and the men would grow old, they wouldn't get married because the woman wouldn't want to marry them. Until Shimon ben Shatach came. And said all of the husband's property is um, meshubad to the ksuba. Meaning, what was happening was the women didn't want to get married because there was no guarantee for the ksuba. What happens if the guy drops dead? What happens if they get divorced? What what, what are they gonna you know they're, they're gonna be left without any money? So and therefore out of concern for that they just weren't getting married and the men were just getting old and then um, I, yeah I guess. Uh, that isn't what we wanted. So therefore, um, what they did was they said, uh, you know what? The ksuba is going, we're going to, we're going to make all of the, the guy's property meshuba to the, to the ksuba so that they're, so that the women feel secure that if anything happens, they'll, they'll be, they'll be able to receive their ksuba. And, um, and, uh, and, uh, that was that. And then everybody was getting married. There were lots of simchas and it was very labadic. Says the Gemar. What did the Yentis in the bungalow colony on Shabbos afternoon do in those days? Now that is interesting. Now that is interesting. Yeah, the Yentis in the, in the bungalow colony on Shabbos afternoon, they were, they were probably, 
Yeah, they probably also weren't getting married. That's probably about the worst thing you can do as a yenta in the bungalow colony on Shabbos afternoon. You know, like they love, they love chasanas. But, but, but if the, but, but, but if the accepted thing to do was not to get married, they wouldn't get married. But probably what they would want is just to remedy it, like Shim ben Shatach did with the, uh, you know, making the achrayas for the ksuba, and then the chasanas come back, and then they, they have what to do. They go to a chasana, take home a few challah rolls, <laughs> and put it in the purse. <laughs> And then they, uh, yeah, and then they could talk about it. How beautiful the chasana was in the bungalow colony on Shabbos afternoon. The Talmud Yachid we also learned in the brayz like this: Barishona initially, are you kozim the b'sulim asayim b'lamana mana? For b'sula, there would be two hundred zos. For an amana, it would be one hundred zos. For you maskinim v'lo ayu nos and nashim, and the 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 men were getting old and they weren't getting married because the women didn't feel secure that they were actually going to receive their ksuba payment because uh, there was no guarantee for their uh, you know ksuba. What they said was, you know what? Let the husband take out the money of the ksuba and basically put it aside. And they would store it in uh, her father's house. And that way, you know, in the event of divorce, the money's already been set aside. And then, you know, there, there's, no, there's no concern that, that she won't get paid. But then the opposite thing happened. Well, now... And now what was happening is it's not that the women didn't want to get married, they were getting married, but then the guy would, the husband would get upset and you know what he would say? You know what? I already set aside your ksuba is waiting for you at your father's house. Just go there and leave me alone. I already set it aside. Just take it. So then they changed it. You know, they said, keep it in, in, in his house. So at least it feels like it's more of his and that, you know, he wouldn't just say, go get out of here and take the money because he, I guess he would feel the loss more. When it was at her father's house, he already doesn't have it anyway. So he'd say, you know what, just go back to your father and take the money and leave me alone. Right? But it, so they said, you know, keep it in his house. So at least, you know, it, it would feel uh, more the loss. Um, so Ashiros, how you also, also Kalato Shalkesev is Shazov. So the wealthier woman would keep the, keep the Ksuba money in like, you know, things made out of gold and silver. Anios, the, um, and poor uh, 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 families. How you also also avit shal mimir aglaim? They would put the money in a, in, a, in a urinal. Vadaim shekoyis alel omer lot lik subasech utzi. And still though, the same thing was ultimately he would get upset and he would say, "Take your urinal and get <laughs> and get out of here." Achibashim ben chadach and toshim ben chadach came v'tikein and established yukosev la. And that he would write into the ksuba that all of my property is guaranteed for the ksuba. And then it's not like he was already setting aside all the money. He it's just his property. He knew that he has his property right now. And as long as they stay married, it stays his, right? And he can use the property, whatever. But in the event of divorce, he's going to have to, you know, that, that, that property is going to guarantee the, um, the ksuba. And then, um, yeah, he was less tempted to, yeah, he's not, not just going to say, take your money and get out of here because it's, He'd never set aside the money, just all of his property is, uh, is Meshubah to the Ksubah. Well, that was Daf Pebez of Mesech the Ksubis. So, yeah, I don't know, what, what do we even talk about today? I don't know, we talk about stuff related to like Yivamas and stuff and dividing up the, you know, Shimon wanting to divide it up with Levi. Uh, I don't know, what do I mean to tell you? Friends, tomorrow we start uh, the ninth pack of Mesech the Ksubis. Oh, Pei Gimel. Yeah, we're really flying. Peace out.